Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. And welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Buckle up, because we've got a great show for you. We're taking you on a ride around the automotive industry, new vehicles, new technologies, up-to-date info. My name is Fred Staub, and the other guy you're about to see is none other than Les Jackson. Les, how are you doing this morning? Excellent, excellent. We have a bit of a bumpy ride today. Yeah. Why is there turbulence? Um, well, market turbulence. Uh-huh. Well, um, but, but you know, at least, uh, at least the vehicles themselves are terrific. Yeah, we'll tell you about one that is from Toyota, and it is, uh, well, a three-cylinder vehicle that has 300 horsepower. Heat on the street. Toyota pops the lid off its... 300-horsepower, three-cylinder, all-wheel drive, street-legal rally car called the GR Corolla. What happened to that nice little sweet car that you could drive uh, to pick up a a gallon of milk? Yeah, uh, the one that the uh, kindergarten teacher drives. (laughs) Uh, Not quite all of them anymore. (laughs) We'll, uh, we'll, We'll tell you about it. And Ford is performing towing torture tests uh, on the F-150 Lightning pickup. And uh, boy, boy, are they torturing it. Yeah, they are. And that's something you have to do to make sure it can live up to the F-150 name. And then what dealer in your neighborhood is charging way over the MSRP sticker price? When I say way over, I mean 20, 30, 40, 50 60, 70, keep going (laughs) over the uh, 1,000, that is, MSRP sticker price. Well, there's a new website that will call out those dealers that are kind of helping themselves to a little bit more of your hard-earned money. Right, Les? Pretty much all of them, isn't it? Uh, There are some on the list. Uh, I took a look at that site, and uh, there were some that were just selling it at MSRP. Well... Okay, uh, we need to know who they are. And GMC's Hummer EV uh, is a hit. Yeah, we'll tell you about that. And uh, that is one that is being marked up 50, 60 grand. <laughs> of course. Before, before it even gets out of it. There was a story this week about a guy that went in and agreed to a price. And uh, they said they're about to close it. And the manager comes out. And says, "Oh, you'll need to add fifty grand to that deal." To well, uh, and of course uh, the guy walked out, and they probably sold it to some guy for seventy-five grand more, right? Probably did. Yeah. So uh, that's a whole lot of stuff to get to. Les, we're also going to tell you about Hyundai doing uh, something that's kind of interesting. They're making electric cars drive like internal combustion cars. 
with some new technology. All that and more on Cruise Control. When we come back, check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. You can find links to our Facebook page and more. We'll be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We have a boy, a great first story, um, brimming with horsepower. <laughs> um, but consider this for a second. I know you have, Fred, that you have three cylinders Right. Three cylinders, you know, about this big. Uh, and every one of those cylinders puts out 100 horsepower. I know. It's pretty amazing, that's, isn't it? That's impressive. Yeah. What yeah. we're talking about here is the GR Corolla. It was introduced this week. It has a 1.6 liter three-cylinder engine. And those cylinders are probably, <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but... Big because there are 1.6 liter uh, fours, right? Well, but that's a half a liter. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> each, um, which is like a pint. Yeah. Three-cylinder, direct port injected turbo engine, 300 horsepower, 273 pound-feet of torque, all-wheel drive, customizable front-rear power settings. Uh, it's available in two grades, Core and Circuit Edition. The Circuit Edition comes with black wheels and stuff like that. To me, this is, if, if someone said, you know what, I really wanted an STI, but I couldn't get it anymore. Subaru's not making mm -hmm. it. I want that rally look. I want that snarling little rally car look. Um, with a manual transmission, well, this could be an alternative for them. I mean, the Corolla is great. Yep. I reviewed it not that long ago. It's a great place to start. Um, but this thing just takes it over the top, doesn't it? You know, um, I, 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 we don't know what this thing costs. But no, it's not out even, yet as the cost. Even if it's, you know, 10000 more than the standard Corolla, uh -huh. Which is only only twenty two. Yeah, um, it, it's still a bargain if you want uh, a high performance car that you drive every day mm -hmm. for years, mm -hmm. and as long as you maintain it, it's always going to be there. Yep. Um, now, it, I suspect it's going to ride a little hard. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't. I uh, don't. I don't think ride quality was high on the list of uh, of uh, the engineers, but to make it handle no. like it's glued to the track probably was. That's right. Um, and I'm sure it's got some serious brakes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eye-popping brakes. <laughs> well, uh, it builds cool. its power, maximum power at 6,500 RPM, and that uh, exhaust is output through a unique triple exhaust that's designed to reduce back pressure, kind of like what we've seen on some hot rod Honda Civics, right? From yeah. the factory. Yeah. So, this, this is not going to be a um, tame. Yeah, <laughs> that's, car. that's right. 
Uh, all this comes from the Gazoo Racing Group within Toyota. Gazoo, of course, yep. is always odd to me because that was a character on the Fred Flintstone show. <laughs> a little, uh, <laughs> little uh, person from somewhere else, uh, some other world. But uh, this, uh, this is going to be. I, I wonder, is this going to be a hundred thousand dollar Corolla? Are they going to mark this up? <sighs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, because there won't be that many of them uh, mm -hmm. initially. Mm -hmm. So the dealers that get them, uh, uh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, they'll say, well, you know, I kind of want, I know, I know what the price is, but we sort of want 45,000. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there will be people who want one. Yeah. They want bragging rights. They want to be the, you know, just like other stuff. They'll pay it. Now on the circuit edition, uh, the uh, roof is actually uh, forged, made of forged. I've never heard of this. Rather than woven carbon sheet molding, lightweight and rigid, it keeps the ounces off uh, what what a steel roof would would bring. To, <laughs> it lowers the center of gravity. Aluminum is used for hood and front door panels. Lightweight. Strong tensile strength in critical areas to ensure the car structure can absorb and dissipate impact uh, forces. It's sort of like the old hot rods of the 60s where they sure. acid-dipped the uh, fenders in that and, and made lightweight pieces for it. Um, pretty cool. It really is pretty cool. I, I love that silver color with the black wheels, and uh, I think they're going to have a hit here. And i tell you what be fun to put that 300 horsepower three cylinder in something we'll have to think about what we would put it in and tell uh, you about it after the break Less you just <laughs> think on that and we'll, we'll i'm thinking we'll come back and tell you about that when we come back ford's torturing f-150 lightning stay tuned to cruise control Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub and Les Jackson here. We are glad to be uh, with you and glad to take you on a ride around the automotive industry. Ford was doing a bit of testing of the F-150 Lightning. Of course, if it's a truck, it's got a tow. Uh, and that was one critical part of the development of the Lightning. If it couldn't tow... Well, then it wasn't really an F-150, was it? So, uh, Well, that's, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's, it's a go, no go. <laughs> if, it, if it didn't do it, they wouldn't bring it out. By the way, Les, uh, Ford has going to be, um, they're going to schedule deliveries of the F-150 Lightning Electric pickup uh, in spring. It seems like they've been talking about this for quite some time. And uh, I think people are really chewing, chewing at the bit to get this vehicle. But let's tell you about some of the testing they did on this vehicle. And it, it was definitely torture testing. Uh, they towed 10,000 pounds up Colorado's I-70 on the coldest February day in Boulder yeah. in 123 years. And uh, it, they also did it. Um, in triple-digit heat up the Davis Dam to really, really uh, pressure test this vehicle. Now, 
you can't get uh, better than that. This was 11.4 grueling miles up the Davis Dam in the triple heat. And it really is, uh, it is a testament to the um, capability of this F-150 Lightning because, you know, that is a total stressor, isn't it? It's, uh, I've driven from Boulder up, uh, up to the Davis Dam on I-70 in a car, and it's tedious enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just uphill. Yeah. Yeah. And it sort of never ends. Yeah. And and you just go, oh, man, you know, get me to the top. Yeah. Well, what they've also done is they have driven uh, this in the snow. They were towing a trailer in the snow with the lightning. And it uh, is the world's toughest towing test. Uh, wind chills were registering zero degrees. Um mm. And it's an eight-mile stretch of I-70 in Colorado that ascends up a 7% incline to a maximum elevation of 11,158 feet above sea level, towing in wintry conditions. Now, what do people say about electric vehicles in the winter less? They say that they get yep. less battery. Not as efficient. Yeah, right. right. So this was certainly an acid test for the uh, F-150 Lightning, and we look forward to seeing it. Uh, I tell you, these that that vehicle is going to be in demand for a long time. They just can't build enough of them. And you know what in demand means? Well, you <laughs> know, and of course, the F-150 is 38 years now, the uh, biggest selling truck. Yeah. Exactly. So we will um, keep you up to date on that and uh, and tell you more about it. Good torture testing by the folks at Ford. Um, (laughs) You suppose they rented the trailer? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't probably or what they put in it for weight, a whole bunch of engine blocks or something, maybe. I think it was a bunch of snowmobiles. Mm. Hey, uh, let's talk about this new website called Markups markupsplural.org. Interesting thing uh, that has come up uh, about, of course, a topic we, you and I have been talking about a lot on cruise control. Oh, boy. About huge, huge uh, markups of vehicles, especially vehicles like the F-150 Lightning, the Hummer EV, uh, and others, uh, even simple vehicles like Ford, uh, Honda Civics getting marked up $5,000. Um, so, uh, there was a push to create a website called markups.com that would kind of list out what people's experience was at local dealers. Did they have to pay? What did they buy? And did they have to pay a big markup? And, uh, this was created uh, by markups.org vice president, Tiffany Susie Howren, who uh, is a consumer privacy and rights advocate. Uh, she's actually worried that people will come after her for this information, but I I don't see that because uh, there are many sites out there that talk about the experience in buying, and some of them like are on Edmonds and things like that, reviewing dealers, and there's all kinds of information out there, and it's public information. If you want to share yeah. it, it's it's shareable, right? 
Well, plus uh, people for years have, have put their experiences on Yelp. Yeah, things like uh, that. You can get that for every dealer. And, and these days, I'm sure there are lots of Yelps saying, well, you know, he screwed me with an extra $3,000 marketing adjustment. Uh, yeah, market price adjustment. Yeah. Um, she said that she called multiple Ford dealers in Texas, Louisiana, and Colorado looking to buy a Bronco. Every Every single dealer... Had a Bronco for sale, said no. When I asked if I could buy an MSRP, I found prices ranged anywhere yep. from $18,000 to $30,000 over the MSRP. Yep. Yeah. Now, the Broncos are hard to find. Um, they're just not building them as fast as the demand. You know, there's a pent-up 40-year demand for Broncos that hasn't been met in 40 mm. years and you know it's a legacy type vehicle um and there are what do you suppose fred maybe five thousand people that want to buy one and they don't care what they have to pay uh, it must be nice to have unlimited funds to say i <laughs> i want it now to the point of i will pay almost double for it yeah yeah, uh, I think less uh, you uh, you shut yourself off there. Your sound, but uh, um, it uh, it's it's. I don't know how people can spend that much money over thirty thousand dollars. You could buy I mean, a Toyota Corolla, right? Well, yeah, you could. Um, it, but there are people that that want to be the first. Um, to own it, they want they have they want the bragging rights. They want to show up at the whatever jamboree. Uh, hey, I got one, and it and apparently they have the money, so they say I'll spend it. And it, it's that worth that much to you know? And then the thing's going to depreciate. So eventually, yeah, in four eventually. or five years, right? So I don't know. It, eventually. I just don't think, though, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't make money. Maybe they should be able to market up a little bit. But when you're talking these numbers, like the most egregious case, I think, was uh, one of the electric cars that was supposed to sell for $45,000 and the guy wanted $85,000 for it. They do yeah. whatever the market will bear, you know. And if someone, for some reason, wants it so badly and they would pay that, uh, it's yeah it's turning into kind of an auction yeah it's turning it it's it, almost becoming like uh you know the collector car auctions where people yeah. are just trying to outspend one another to to get you know get something um i don't know it, it's i hope this does not mean this is the way forward that buying a buying a, a vehicle will be the msrp won't mean anything and we're looking at you know, on an average car, five to ten thousand dollars more than the price. I think that's that just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, I I don't I don't believe that can happen. Going, I mean, in the next but year or so, it might remain. But you're in thinking the next, it will change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, while we're talking on this subject, um, we'll just jump into this story about the Hummer EV. Well, actually, we'll jump into it when we come back. 
We'll tell you about the hit they have on their hands and uh, how the price (laughs) is going up on these things. We'll tell you more when we come back. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. Speaking of expensive vehicles, which I, <laughs> it's getting harder not to. I think that's all we speak of nowadays. Yeah. Um, the new Hummer, uh, GMC Hummer, which um, is a, you know, is an electric vehicle. It's uh, it sort of looks old Hummerish. Yeah, not not a lot. It's really heavy. It's like it's almost ten thousand pounds. Extremely heavy. <laughs> nine, yeah, nine thousand pounds, which is no matter how you cut it, four and a half tons, um, which weighs about as much as a family size pizza. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but <laughs> these days, but yeah, but anyway, um, they're, they're, uh, expensive and they are selling like hotcakes. According to a report from CNBC, GM has over 65,000 reservations, both for the pickup and the Hummer SUV. And 95% of those are expected. Those reservations are expected to convert to a deal. What about that? That's a lot of money for GM. Remember what we said now last week. Volkswagen sold less cars and made more money. To me, this is the future of the auto industry. Sell cars for $150,000 and and the the less expensive market will just be used cars. Or or there'll be other manufacturers that come in. I mean, we're going to talk later about a Vietnamese manufacturer called VinFest. Other manufacturers will come in. They will. And they will nope. sell the affordable $40,000 cars. Exactly. Uh, therefore, I go back to my statement that this that this uh, usurious uh, era we're living in won't continue. That that. The, the, the competition will always bring the prices negotiable the way they used to be, except for the really desirable stuff. Yeah, I think what you're saying is vehicles like the the Bronco, the Hummer EV, etc., right. um, maybe even the VW ID Buzz Microbus, that will be part of the industry of overcharging significantly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. fit 50 or more percent over the MSRP until they start building the vehicle. If they, if maybe they won't build more vehicles, though, maybe they will artificially limit it and just keep I, the price high. But I'll tell you this, Les Jackson, the manufacturers are not going to put up with the dealers making that extra 50 grand. They want that. They want it. And, and I think you've touched on this. Uh, I think what we're going to see is the manufacturers putting the market adjusted price 
on the MSRP. You you want a Hummer? Uh, it's going to cost you one hundred and thirty thousand. Well, you know, you look at Tesla; they raise their prices significantly across the wide range of vehicles and they are yeah. basically sold direct aren't they that's right yeah so i believe it will be a lot more expensive to buy a vehicle i think also leasing will become huge because people mm -hmm. just won't they'll they'll just say well it's just like uh you know anything else a monthly cost of 400 500 dollars uh, and that's and that's what they'll be doing i i don't know it's it's a big change i think it's a sea change coming some of it driven by technology i think vehicles will get more expensive to me an electric vehicle should cost less once it's developed it's easier to put together well, less parts will. but Eventually. right now it won't and it may be kept artificially high for years to come it's electric vehicles are where color television was in 1964. Yeah, you're right. Because if you wanted to buy a color television, uh, it was $800, yeah. $900. You know, uh, I, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Well, uh, talking more about this, we were talking about markups. Apparently, as, as we told you, some of the manufacturers have cautioned, especially in the case of this GMC Hummer, they have cautioned people, uh, dealers, not to overcharge. I mean, it is a $110,295 vehicle. So somebody in California went to buy it at Penske Buick GMC in Cerritos, California. Um, and they agreed to that price. And they want to sign the paperwork. And out marches the manager says, I'm going to have to add 50 k to that deal. So they were, they, it's not like they're buying like the used car, high mileage car for like $1,500 or something. They were spending $110,295, right? Agreed to the deal. And at the last minute, out walks this manager and says, I need 50K more. That, that feels like a shakedown, doesn't it? I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have said, fold that car. And I would have, I would have done this. I would have said, oh, all right, I'll be back in an hour. I need to go to the bank, blah, blah, blah. Make an excuse. Uh, go out, call the, call the uh, TV stations. Tell them there's going to be a, a very dramatic <laughs> happening at a dealership in about a half hour. <laughs> then go, then go to the bakery and get a banana cream pie or two. Come back to the dealership with the cameras there and wail that pie into the manager's face. <laughs> That's what I, you know, I would do that. Well, I mean, I tell you, I don't know. Um, and oh, and, and the buyer was told, take it or leave it. That's a wonderful way to oh, do course. business. That is yeah. a, oh, that's a great way to do business. So yeah, that's professional. Now, the buyer fought back and informed the dealer of GM's pricing guarantee, and uh, they didn't care. Uh, and they said, uh, you know, uh, who would want to do business with them anyway, as far no. as if that's the way it starts off when you're, when you're, you're coming in to buy a $110,000 vehicle. So I don't know. Uh, it just, it just seems wrong, but let's talk a little tech, shall we? Um, Absolutely. 
over at Hyundai, they are have filed some patents, and this is uh, according to CarBuzz because they always have the patents, their eye on the patents, <clears throat> and uh, they filed a patent. The idea is they would make an EV seem like an internal combustion car with vibrations similar to those of an engine, with the sound of the car, with the ability uh, of, of the transmission to go through the gears and really make it a familiar uh, type uh, experience with ice-like noises. Mm. There could be a boost of a turbocharger sound. There could be anything you could think of that would relate to a uh, driving a internal combustion car. Now, this is interesting. Um, I think the biggest thing we would both miss on electric car is the fact that you don't have that visceral experience of going through the gears, of uh, hearing hearing things like a turbocharger or, or whatever. Um, but this will have a limited shelf life because while we know about that, and there's still many people that enjoy that sound uh, that are younger than this, eventually people won't care. But maybe you could make it that you could turn it off. What do you think of that? Well... If you can turn it off, that's fine. Personally, I don't see why people care about uh, that that familiar experience of starting the engine and putting it in gear. Um, it, you know, I, I think people prefer to be more isolated from their cars than, than they were 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Well, you know, um, on, on, on the one uh, Corvette forum, they some people that bought a C8 were uh, issued a um, kind of a, uh, a, 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 what would you call it? Like a pole. What would you miss in an electric Corvette? Would you miss the fact that it's loud when it starts up? Should it be louder when it starts up like the current cars? And um, so I think there is a concern out there that that goes well, away. but for specialty, but I don't think somebody driving a, a Lexus or a, an Escape or regular whatever. A to B type car. Yeah, uh, I just don't think that those millions of people are going to care about. Um, you know, I think I think the typical Hyundai buyer would say, "Well, why did they? You know, it's cute, but why did they bother?" Well, but if it was an N-line Hyundai or something, maybe that you know, like a performance model, um, but. Sure. But, you know, I think I think it's something to be considered. I think it's certainly something they could do with a sound system or whatever. And it can be just inside the vehicle. That's the good thing. It can be oh, yeah, quiet outside. Be so, <laughs> yeah. well, we will uh, always be talking about great technology on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. When we come back, we've got plenty more to go. So stay tuned. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. You're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Still plenty more to go. Stories just coming from everywhere, Les Jackson. We've got Mm -hmm. uh, one coming up from Kia now about the 
Kia EV9. This was a concept that was shown a while back. And it has now been confirmed that this uh, kind of uh, squared off all-electric SUV, the EV9, will be coming to uh, Kia stores near you in 2023. It's sort of like the electric Telluride, I have to say. But yeah. uh, but it's going to be an individual model. They, they describe it as a first-class lounge, the cabin. Uh, it's got a 27-inch ultra-wide display that would house the EV9's features such as a media interface, climate control, and other vehicle functions. Uh, it's a, it's a inspired by nature uh, with upholstery made out of recycled plastic bottles and wool fibers and recycled fishnets uh, are used right. for the flooring. Um, I could see this certainly rolling into Kia dealerships. Um, it's also going to roll on 22-inch machined wheels. Wow. So. Uh, That's get, getting big. Yeah. So this is the same platform that underpins the EV6. And it may utilize a dual motor setup, giving it four-wheel drive capabilities. Uh I can certainly see something like this in the Kia lineup, and uh, we will be looking for it in 2023 for sure. Yeah, and it's going to have auto mode, which is a, an autonomous um, system that allows for self-driving on certain highway sections. All right. Not, and- not everywhere, mm. not most places, in fact. The other thing I, I uh, was looking on on at one article, and it said about how one of the big things you're going to see in automotive vehicles is aerodynamics, like you've never seen before. And this next vehicle we're going to talk about has some of those, some of that. But uh, on this EV EV six EV nine, I should say, uh, they have retractable roof rails and roof racks. That will retract. Interesting. Yeah. So I think you're going to see aerodynamics play a huge role uh, as they do in this electric hypercar from the folks at Lotus. We haven't heard much from Lotus. Uh, I think this is called the L-Tray. L-Tray. I guess that's how I would say that. It is their first electric hyper SUV. Because it's got to be a SUV. Gosh. A Lotus SUV. A Lotus SUV. Would you think that would have ever happened in the past? No, honestly, I wouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be manufactured in an all-new high-tech facility in China to start later this year. Is is Lotus owned by China? A Chinese company? Uh, Yeah. They may be. Okay. The most air, uh, most advanced active aerodynamic package of any production SUV, uh, including all kinds of uh, flappers and and that type of thing that is uh, found on the front grill. Uh, it is the first of three Lotus lifestyle EVs uh, that will appear in the uh, next four years. Uh, it. Uh, has a power output of 600 horsepower, which seems to be 
seems to be the number that people are uh, really talking about when it comes to powerful yeah. electric cars. Uh, I can charge, you can get a 248 mile range of driving in just 20 minutes of charging at a 350 kilowatt charge. Um, it is quite, quite the aerodynamic vehicle for sure. And what I'm finding is a lot of these new SUVs are becoming very much like a hatchback sedan. <laughs> they are getting squashed down. Yep. Getting well, fine by me. Getting a lot less boxy. Um, and you see this kind of format. We've seen it in everything from the uh, EV Equinox to uh, the Crossfire uh concept that was shown by Chrysler and now with this uh, with this Lotus it seems to be the form factor of the future which is not bad it is kind of a high-waisted sedan with a hatchback on the back and yeah. certainly losing the boxiness of it it's a good-looking vehicle it's going to have the world's first deployable lidar technology uh and uh it will have uh it will join the exclusive 2 second club Nothing that's <laughs> there's nothing that's, that, that is uh zero to 62 miles an hour in less than three seconds. It's reaching the limit of physics for uh for acceleration, largely limited by tire adhesion and road surface. Yeah, it's a good looking uh, vehicle, two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder if people are ready for that kind of acceleration. I don't think so. Uh, you're you're pulling about one and a half Gs. I I just don't think that a lot of people will be used to that light switch type performance where it's just no. They're going to get uh, tunnel vision. Yeah momentarily uh probably a muscle tension headache maybe drive off the road and like they're there <laughs> i mean what i liken it to when i went to the drag racing school that was zero to 60 in i i think under one second or 1.1 second and it's like it's like somebody dropped you off a building and yeah. all of a sudden yeah. and i've never felt like anything like that at that point um and it was a bit it, it shocked you. Every one of us it's hit the throttle shocking. and um, and then immediately backed out because you just didn't expect it. You know, you're like, whoa. But now once you knew it was coming, then you started to get used to it. But uh, I don't know. I think I think people will have to get used to it. I find, too, and, and you and I have talked about this, what will push electric cars um, to the forefront is – they will just drive better than internal combustion cars. And we're yep. going to talk about this when we come uh, come back on cruise control because we're going to start off the next hour with some talk about federal regulations and cafe fuel economy numbers that are really stepping up very quickly. This means the internal combustion vehicles that are left over will, will be geared – to slowly accelerate and multiple speed transmissions. Um, and, you know, it's not going to have that instant boost the way electric cars have it. And people That's will right. migrate to the electric cars for that feeling. Just just one of my many theories. I don't know. Would, it, would you agree? Uh, you're probably onto it. Yeah. So uh, 
that's uh, something that's coming up in the second hour of cruise control, and we hope you stick around for that. Um, but we're also going to look at uh, Mercedes putting a price tag, a huge price tag on their <laughs> AMG, their first AMG electric. Well, have as the Tesla turns, Les, with sold-out models, total domination, and a drunk novice will explain why one of his cars was called a drunk novice. Yep. And uh, that it actually uh, got uh, bought back by the, um, I believe it was the German or Austrian Lemon Law, their version of the Lemon Law, because <laughs> they said it couldn't drive. It couldn't drive well. It was a drunk novice. Well, hey, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control. Don't forget, check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. There are links to all our social media pages, Facebook page, and more. Time for me to say, I'm Fred Staub. Us Jackson here. I'm going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.